When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. March Madness is here. You're filling out your brackets, picking the upsets, figuring out which number one seed's going to fall. But today, we're going to do a little different March Madness show. The first NFL best ball bracket show where myself, Rob Coakley, and everybody in the Spike Week community is going to fill out a bracket of all 32 NFL teams and figure out which ones we want to target the most in our 2023 NFL best ball drafts. Let's get it. Rob, are you into are you into traditional March Madness and college basketball? Do you fill out a bracket? Do you do you do any of that stuff, or is this going to be your new form of of March Madness, the NFL best ball version? I fill out a bracket. I never know anything, <laughs> ever. I don't follow college basketball one iota. Uh, the place I normally do my bracket has closed up shop, though, so I'm going to be looking for one tonight. But, uh, yeah, I had a really good run one year. You want to know how long ago that was? Big Baby was still on LSU. Okay. And I, I crushed it that year because I put LSU in the finals, and I think I won everything. But, yeah, other than that, I you I can't even tell you who the number one team is. I heard UNC and Duke aren't good anymore. Yeah, I'm wearing a, I'm a I am a UNC fan, and I'm wearing it out of you know it's like an homage to probably the most disappointing college basketball team in the history of college basketball when you are the preseason number one team overall and you don't even really sniff the tournament. That's probably pretty bad for today. Every NFL team gets in. There's no one, although we might want to leave out the Texans, you may feel during your drafts, you want to leave out the Texans, you want to leave out uh, your Patriots are probably not that far away from the list of teams people <laughs> might not, people might want to leave out of, of the tournament. We are going to uh, have to decide between all 32 NFL teams, but I, I figured in the, you know, seasonal sense, everybody, myself, I am a big college basketball fan. I, I do follow very closely. And, uh, you know, this is a fun time of year for lots of people, whether you are really into college basketball or not, we can take the, the fun of the bracket and put it into our, these are the things we're talking about from a best ball perspective anyway, but kind of turn it into a little bit of a different way of thinking about things. And I always find it funny that I learned something like, you know, you're doing it for some fun content, some fun conversation. I always like do learn something kind of new, whether it's I'm learning something from you or the chat's mm -hmm. thoughts or or I'm like fleshing out ideas by doing things in a different format like this. So really quickly, before we start to dive in and 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 get into this whole thing, because I, I do have kind of a hard out um, quick rules. So I put together a bracket. It was a little bit random. Um, I did start with and kind of took the standings from the end of the 2022 season and went one to 32. But then I did kind of, I pulled up ADP and then just kind of used my, you know, used my brain a little bit and said, okay, who are like kind of the more interesting teams from a best ball perspective? So just because you're 
the worst team in the NFL. Um, so like the Bears got are an example. They got bumped up a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. They're terrible in real life last year, and they might be terrible in real life again this year. Who knows? But they, they move. They move. They're not a 16 seed, right? So we have two 16 group. Uh, brackets. It's not AFC and NFC. It's it's pretty random. But kind of from a best ball or fantasy football perspective, the 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 teams we're maybe most interested in versus least interested in is how the teams were seated. Like I said it's totally random, so it's not it's not super important exactly um, the seeds. But that's what you'll see when I pull up the bracket here in just a second. Rob and I will talk through the matchups. Um, we'll just start at the top and go down each one of the matchups and start to talk through who we think we would be more uh, interested in taking players from those teams. So it is not just like a stack, right? It's not like a, and that will come into play when we get to say the Raiders or something, you may still be interested in the Raiders, but not all that interested in drafting Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, But it's about how much interest you have in the players on that team to draft them on your best ball rosters with ADP included. Right. And so we can, you can, it's up to you how you want to rate it, right? Same thing with your bracket. Up to you however you want to fill out your actual March Madness bracket. Same thing here. If you want to project forward, say uh, today, Rashad Penny, right, just got signed by the Eagles. If you want to say, okay, uh, I'm very interested in them, but I do think Rashad Penny's ADP is going to skyrocket, so I want to take that into account. Totally up to everybody, and we will be asking you guys in the chat as we kind of finalize our thoughts on these matchups to put your your votes, your thoughts and everything in. And we will take into, if everybody in the chat is saying one team and Rob and I are on the other, you know, we will start to take those. Or if we need a tiebreaker, if Rob and I disagree and we need um, the chat to weigh in, you guys' votes will count. So um, anything anything else that you have to add before I pull out the bracket and we kind of just start to dive into these? No, some of these we're going to knock out within 10 seconds and some will dive <laughs> deeper into there's some that I'm actually excited about too. So, um, yeah. Let's did you look did you at the bracket before? Uh... No, I like did a slight glance. I saw one that I thought was going to be interesting. And I'm like, I don't even want to look at the rest. I just want to organically start talking about that. Yeah. And uh, Casey says, uh, Jets in quotes, hey, Aaron, we have Garrett Wilson. He's pretty good. Aaron, nah, not wave. Um, and we will definitely be getting to the Jets. That's not one that will probably take uh, 10 seconds. I did cheat a little bit, and I know this is a – I can zoom in uh, as we start to dive into them, but I wanted to show the full bracket. And uh, if you're you're watching on YouTube or even if you're listening on audio, I did cheat and put Jets versus the Packers in the in the first round uh, just for fun conversation. Um, like I said, I will I will zoom in, but you can kind of see here. We'll go through kind of each matchup. We'll try to go try to go fairly quickly. I don't want to belabor, you know, Chiefs Texans. I don't want to belabor those, but I will fill this out as we go. Let's start with in the upper left, one seed Chiefs. Unsurprisingly, Chiefs get a one seed Super Bowl champs. The Chiefs are the Chiefs, and they're against the Texans. Does it, do you or anyone else have anything to say about the Texans that you could possibly even want to put them into the second round? Damian Paris might be a, a smidge too low in ADP, but other than that, no, we're not putting the Texans over the Chiefs. We still yep. we still want to draft the Chiefs. We still want to draft Mahomes even at his current ADP. Kelsey, I'm going to come around to. It's, it's the Chiefs. Hey, chat. I assume it's totally on board with that. We'll move on down to fair, fair question. One, if the Texans get Bryce young, I mean, I do think the Texans can become more appealing than they are right now. Um, 
you know, things can change. <laughs> like they picked up Robert Woods. It's like, can we do, can we not do that? You know, that that's not making me more interested in drafting the Texans. So there are ways that they can become more appealing, mainly the quarterback. Um, next one, eight, nine matchup on the left-hand side of our screen here uh, is a more interesting one. Typically the eight nines are the commanders and the Falcons. I'll so, let you kick, kick this one off. So my heart tells me I want to say the Falcons, but my draft pattern over the past <laughs> and the big board is saying commanders because I'm taking Howell stacks late. Like he's usually my second or third quarterback um, typically to go with some of the, the commanders. But I do still like Kyle Pitts ADP. I really, really like Drake London this year. Mm -hmm. And I'm in on Tyler Algier. So it's like, this is super close. Eight, nine makes a ton of sense. But probably because of the fact that I'm drafting the quarterback for the commanders, along with some of the skill guys, it's commanders by like a razor thin edge. But mm -hmm. I'm okay with going Falcons on this one. I thought this was one of the more interesting ones. And like I said, it, some of them kind of got randomly assigned that were good. And then I forced like Jets Packers. But um this is really, really tough. I, I lean to the commanders, and that's what looks like the chat is also pretty much on the the commanders. Uh, can we, Casey says, can we have a draw and remove <laughs> remove both teams? Um, with everything the Falcons have done, I'm I'm going to side with the commanders because I you know even just a few days ago there was outs to the Falcons maybe showing us they're not going to be the same Falcons as last year. Mm. Anything can happen. They could of course th throw a little bit more. Or whatever, but bringing in Janu, bringing in Taylor Heineke, looks like it's going to be Ritter and kind of the same old, same old for the Falcons is the most likely scenario. The Commanders have a little bit of a you know quarterback issue where we we don't really know. They kind of gave uh, Howell some some positive vibes and then kind of not really, but all the skill guys are really good there, and Howell's cheap if he does have the job. I feel I feel fairly confident now. More so than the, you know, like I said a few days ago on the commander. So we're going to move the commanders on to the next round, which then brings us on to that's Packers. Uh, I do think this one is actually pretty interesting, as a lot of 5 12 matchups are in your NCAA bracket. Um, I, I'm going to kick it to you first on this one as well. With the Aaron Rodgers thing, mm -hmm. what are you thinking about the Jets now? Are they just like blurring together as one team as Aaron <laughs> Rodgers demands? every person he's ever played for to get a job with the jets. I hope that you do this for me one day when you go to some place, you're like, <laughs> Hey, hire me. But I also want you to hire Rob and this person and this person and this person and just get everybody paid. Right. So yep. I, I don't know who are you drafting on the Packers is my question. Christian Watson feels fairly expensive. Aaron Jones is like, feels like a value, but like are the Packers going to score touchdowns this year? feels unlikely so the jets are just more interesting garrett wilson i like elijah moore is a favorite late round wide receiver that we're going to watch rise up the board even though they are signing all these former packers uh mercedes lewis corpse is going to be out there <laughs> jesus christ uh blocking for aaron Rodgers. so yeah i don't know I, I i don't know how you would go packers over jets when they're still Brees hall's fun to take as well like the jets are just kind of more fun and i tend to leave drafts with jets and not packers right now yep 
Yeah. So. Um, I, I think the, the main argument for me is now as we sit here today, we keep getting this is for anyone watching this later or listening to this later. This is literally within hours of all the Aaron Rodgers uh, bringing in all his homies into the Jets. Um, Lazard is there now, which apparently is, I assume, going to spell the end for Corey Davis. Uh, and he apparently wants Randall Cobb, Mercedes Lewis and Odell as his wish list supposedly. So I I would then assume that means Elijah Moore is maybe getting shipped out in the, the trade for Aaron Rodgers or getting shipped out some somewhere else, which does make anyway, there's so much uncertainty that I think for doing the bracketology thing, I think the jets are ripe for an upset at some point here, but I just don't think that the Packers are maybe the team that's going to do it. The only counter I guess would be that the Packers are probably going to be cheap outside of Christian Watson. And so if we want to do like the whole last year Seahawks thing where like, every, oh my God, everybody, everybody's going to be like the Packers stink. Jordan Love stinks. This offense stinks. And if they're better than we expect and Jordan Love is better than we expect, there could be some value on some late round guys. But I just, I still think right now that the upside of all the Jets guys, like you said, Brees Hall, um, Brees Hall and uh, Garrett Wilson, just in and of themselves, almost win, <laughs> almost win this for the Jets. Two things. Um, Someone asked, Rodgers may retire. He's not retiring. He has too much no. money that he'd be leaving on the table. That ain't happening. And the Jets are moving forward like they already have him signed. He's going to the Jets. Right. It's pretty much a done deal. And then the yeah, other one is negotiating the yeah. Um, yeah. What if what if Love balls out? Is Jordan Love good? Doesn't matter if he's good. The only way that they become any sort of fantasy relevant team is if they are like the Lions, where the defense is so bad that the Packers are just getting there on volume alone. Now the Lions actually have good players and the Packers do have Christian Watson. They do have Aaron Jones. So that's a possibility, but they don't even play in a dome, right? So they're playing outside in Lambeau. So you got to, there's a little bit of um, stuff to go there. I, I just, I don't know how you would ever take the Packers over the Jets here. Nope. Uh, I, and I, I think, that's one where I do think it's tougher because we could project things to change for both teams where it's like, mm. if it's, if the starting wide receivers on the jets are Garrett Wilson will always be there. But if it's like Lazard and Randall Cobb and Mercedes Lewis, you know, out there with them, we're not going to be that interested in many of the jets. Whereas the Packers could draft someone. Jordan love could be cheap, right? Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon could be cheap where I, I think it becomes an actual discussion. Um, and so I do think it's fair to be like, in best ball, right, it's the Geno Smith thing. Everybody thinks Jordan Love sucks. I think Jordan Love sucks. But if no one's going to draft him and no one's going to draft the Packers, they could become – like I could have more Packers in my portfolio just because Garrett Wilson's like a one-two turn pick and Brees Hall's, you know, what I'm not expecting that. But it, I don't think it's unreasonable. What I would say is unreasonable is the four versus 13 matchup over yeah. here, which this is an easy. absolute bloodbath for, for one <laughs> – uh, I don't really have any interest in any Patriots. I think as of now, maybe the Hunter Henry, Hunter Henry as a late round tight end. Um, I'll I'm, I'll probably draft a good clip of now that John New Smith is out of there, which John New wasn't really playing that much anyway, so it didn't really didn't really matter. But I, I, Hunter, when when Hunter Henry is the lead for the team that you're talking about here, I'm pretty sure the other one's going to win. And we love the Lions, Amon Ra, Swift, Jameson Williams. And whoever the heck else they add, I'm probably going to like the Lions. So that one's pretty easy. I don't imagine anyone has pushback. No, but the one thing I will say about the Patriots is I, I am taking Taekwon Thornton late. And oh, yeah, I think, Taekwon. Oh, yeah, you're right. 
And I think Ramondre is undervalued even as a third rounder. I think he should be like a second rounder. So I am taking Ramondre quite a decent amount as well right now. I think his volume is just going to go through the roof this year. Yeah, and I also should say I've been drafting a lot of Pierre Strong, so I'm I'm not as down on the Patriots as uh as I but relative to the Lions, it's really not really not a question. Next one is six versus eleven Saints and Broncos. This is kind of an interesting one because it's kind of like two bounce back type teams. Now we didn't really expect the Saints to be awesome last year, given what they kind of had coming in, but they bring in Derek Carr, mm-hmm. obviously have uh some decent offensive players. Right. And we don't know what we're going to get out of Michael Thomas. We don't really know what we're going to get out of, out of Alvin Kamara, whether he's going to be, you know, playing football or in prison. And uh, the, the, the Denver Broncos be playing football in prison. You yeah. It, it, the longest <laughs> the, the longest yard, too, is uh, featuring Alvin Kamara. Uh, and then you get the Broncos who have the Saints old head coach, which I actually didn't do this one on purpose, have the Saints old head coach and the most disappointing offense in the NFL last year with the most disappointing offensive player, Russell Wilson last year what do you think about these two teams so the saints to me are interesting the problem with the saints and i i swear to god i did a double take the other day when i was drafting because he just i lost lost him on my radar chris Olave going in the second round i thought somebody was like throwing a draft i i went and i was like Olave is gonna be like a fourth rounder and no his adp is like second third round ish and I'm like, oh, that feels a little high for him. But I do like Carr there. Are we doing Michael Thomas again? Rashid Shahid is a good value. Carr, you can get that stack late. But on the flip side, you have the Broncos who are actively shopping a wide receiver. And it's like they don't even care which one. It's like, do you want do you want us? Do you want Cortland Sutton? Do you want Jerry <laughs> Judy? Do you want KJ Hamler? We'll give you anyone you want. Just give us something. And the Javante Williams injury, I'm just not buying Javante Williams. Me and Daigle talked about this last week. It seems like a really steep price for a guy that's coming off that ACL injury, which was supposedly one of the worst ones that you can have. And we've seen that be a two-year injury for most guys, especially a running back. I, I just, as the Javante Williams stand last year with like 26, 27% exposure, I'm not touching him right now. So Russ may may bounce back with Sean Payton. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I guess I'm taking the Saints. <laughs> Just I agree. A little, little more certainty there, and the value is a little bit better on some of the guys. Maybe not Alave, but you can get some value on some of the passing game here, and Derek Carr can be your second or third quarterback right now. I, I agree, and I just think that uh... – Carr just stabilizes things. We'll see what happens with their backfield, right? Again, with the Kamara, I don't want to keep talking about the Kamara thing, but Kamara could be a value, or or Kamara could be gone and someone else could be a value. There's probably someone that's worth taking in the Saints' backfield. And now, as Casey says, literally as we're on air here, Samaje Pirine signed a two-year contract with the Broncos, which doesn't make me feel good about Javante Williams. Not like... Samaj P. Ryan's going to come in and now he's the new workhorse or whatever. But right. all P. Ryan has done over basically his career with the Bengals is keep Joe Mixon from being a fantasy superstar. Joe Mixon's been fine, but P. Ryan is uh, he's their passing down back. He's just like that old steady veteran, right? That like like like, like Latavius Murray, another old Saints, Saints running back that like every team just picks him up. He's not very good. He's not explosive, but he just does his job. Right. He does what he's supposed to do. The team can trust him. And that's half the battle for running backs is just like for the team to trust you. And so 
Um, I, it, I, if I was interested in Javante before, which I agree with everything that you said, that signing doesn't make me feel better at all mm-hmm. about him. So, uh, I, and I like Olave probably a little bit more than you do. The cost is definitely kind of mind blowing, but it just is what it just kind of is what it is with the, the young wide receivers nowadays. I do like Olave. It just it just was one of those sticker shock things that I'm still getting on some of these drafts. I've done close to thirty now, and still there's names that you just you look at, you're like, really? Already <laughs> we got them up here, and that yep. was one of them the other day. I agree. Next one, the three versus the fourteen on our our. Left hand side, we'll call it the east or the the west, whatever the hell you want to call it, whichever way you're looking at the screen. 49ers and Bears, a clash of the uh, two quarterbacks from the same draft class that everybody thinks suck, Justin Fields and Trey Lance. One of them definitely does. Yeah, well, yeah, the the 49ers signed Sam Darnold to be their starter uh, until Brock Purdy comes back uh, just a couple days ago or yesterday, I think it was. Uh, I have the 49ers here as the the three seed because they're the better team with with better we- better weapons and you know they've been they've been better. But the Bears, like I said, kind of at the top were the team that you know, was the worst team in the NFL last year, but had to get a boost in terms of where they're being you know seeded in a bracket like this because they do have an extremely appealing young quote, dual threat quarterback and they're now bringing in weapons to theoretically allow them to actually be an NFL offense and not a high school freaking triple option offense that never throws, right? DJ Moore is there now. Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool kind of stinks, but I mean, he's and then he's at least an NFL level athlete. You still have Cole Komet and you have a decent coaching staff. I mean, that somewhat remains to be seen, but I think it's, it's reasonable to assume that the bears are not completely incompetent. Uh, at least not how Matt Nagy was. So I I actually think this is fairly close, even though we have it like as a three or a 14, because we know that Lance can have a somewhat of a negative impact on the volume for the, the Debo's and Iukes and Kittles of mm-hmm. the world. I think he presents some more down the field upside for maybe more so for Iuke and, and Debo than Kittle. But they have CMC who of course I'll draft, but Eli Mitchell is back and Eli Mitchell is, you know, getting like, 35, 40% of the work when he, when he came back last year. So it has me even like a little skittish on CMC, like as skittish as you can be on him. Whereas the bears prices are a little bit tough to swallow at first, but it's also one of those where I I think that the up, the upside is they there. This is uh, the Eagles 2.0, right? They didn't have the offensive line. They didn't have the weapons and fields maybe even wasn't even ready. So they brought in offensive linemen. They brought in, a star star ish level wide receiver. Now they can throw right. And now you have this dual threat quarterback. We know the value of Justin Fields with his legs last year. Jesus Christ. He did it without ever throwing passes. He was awesome. If they can take a leap, I think the bears are pretty interesting. So I think the bears are in contention with the Niners here. So I do want to hit on some of these points. I just want you to see this real quick. This is what I'm dealing with right now. Um, our neighbors just got a dog i don't know my dogs barked i don't know if you could hear it our neighbors just got a dog and uh, they uh, their dog loses his shit every time he sees our dogs and my dogs lose their shit so every time either one goes outside so several times a day they both houses dogs just absolutely go (laughs) go ape shit all right i I, that must be amazing for you um so (laughs) 
couple points I want to hit on the the Elijah Mitchell stuff. G Strat says it in the in the chat. I think me and Daigle talked about this last week as well. All of Elijah Mitchell's work when he was getting that thirty to forty percent wasn't blowouts. If you go back to those games and look, CMC was getting the majority of the work during the important parts. Then once they were up, they were relying on Elijah Mitchell. So I still think CMC is a great top three pick. Like he is still one of my favorite top. I mean. It's not hard to say that. It's not rocket science to take <laughs> CMC in the top three. I do like Ayuk's round. I think he's in the six right now. Debo, I'm not really touching. But on the other side, I'm drafting every bear. I love Justin Fields. I think he might be the fourth quarterback off the board right now. What I said last year holds true. They needed to get a wide receiver for me to believe in this offense. They tried it with Claypool, but I think Claypool becomes more effective with DJ Moore coming in. So I'm still down to draft Claypool here and there to get some Bears exposure. I want to leave my draft with a Bear, like, every time. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I want to leave the draft with a 49er every time. Like like you said, Trey Lance tanks George Kittle a ton. I just, for me, I love Justin Fields. I love getting the DJ Moore stack with him, like, when you can get him in, like, the fourth, fifth round right now. Um. I'm down for that. I like Darnell Mooney. I like Khalil Herbert a lot. I think he's going to uptick in his production over the year. I like taking Khalil Herbert as a flyer later for a running back. I think he's going to shoot up boards once we see Montgomery sign with X team. So for me, it's the number 14 seed. I'm taking the Chicago Bears over the San Francisco 49ers in this one. It's close. There are arguments, but with the uncertainty at quarterback and what we've seen happen with some of the fantasy stuff with Trey Lance, I'm going to take Chicago. I totally agree. I just want to, I just want to, uh, I'm not trying to belabor the CM, the CMC point, but this is Eli, Eli Mitchell's game log from last year. And I'm trying to understand the blowout thing. They won by six against the chargers and he outtouched CMC uh, by a lot. And then they won by 13 against the saints and he, uh, you know, CMC had like three more touches than him. So there probably are games. I'm not saying that CMC can't smash. And I, and there are games like this 38, you know, 38 to 10 game where I believe the CMC went absolutely nuclear in that game against the Cardinals. If I, if I remember. So I think that I totally agree with this. CMC can still smash. I, there's, I'm not trying to say like, Oh, you got to fade, you know, you got to fade CMC like I would about Derrick Henry or something like that. I just think, Shanahan will give work to Eli Mitchell. It's not like it has to be a blowout and then Eli Mitchell comes in. So there's variance in that, right? Yeah. Uh, they could get they, like, it's, it's just enough uncertainty that it's like, am I going to pick CMC or am I going to pick Cooper cup? I have Cooper cup over CMC and there's uncertainty with Cooper cup too, but like not about his playing time and target share and stuff. It's uncertainty with, with Matthew, with Matthew Stafford. Um, let me go back to this. We're both on the Bears. I think um, chat pretty much agrees with the Bears. So our f- our first real upset, I think, right? Is uh, that yeah, that's a huge yeah. upset too. Big big upset. Big up, big upset. Lot lot of expectations for the Bears in uh, this next year of of Justin Fields. Here's a team where I think it was Casey in the chat said, "Can we just remove both of these teams and um, not you know not talk about them?" Despite the fact that they have two of the best wide receivers in the NFL, I really hate thinking and talking about the Vikings and the Raiders. Um, obviously, unless you've been living under a rock, you saw that the Raiders signed Jimmy Garoppolo, which. 
Um, I don't want to debate too long, but really has me down on a lot of the Raiders, uh, particularly Devontae Adams because of the way that he scores a lot of his fantasy points outside the numbers and down the field. Um, Josh Jacobs, I guess, is fine, but you know, you're know you paying for him to continue oh, to be yeah. the yeah. total workhorse that he was last year, which – you know, I, I I don't could be, but I, I I don't know that I want to pay to find out if he's going to lose touches to somebody else. Obviously, Justin Jefferson is the man, and and T.J. Hawkinson looks like he should be pretty good. But again, you're paying for for the T.J. Hawkinson thing, and then the Raiders traded Darren Waller to the Giants and signed Jacoby Myers. So I don't really know what their plan is. I'm not going to totally overreact to to this, but. Jimmy Garoppolo with two slot receivers and Devontae Adams and Foster Moreau, I guess, is the offense doesn't really make me give the, get the warm and fuzzies about drafting any of them. And so I think I lean to the Vikings because obviously Jefferson is a slam dunk. We don't have yeah. to talk about the one, the 101. I think I like Hawkinson enough. And mm-hmm. then probably, you know, whether it's KJ Osborne or a ba- I don't want to draft Dalvin, but it, whether it's a, a backup running back, I think there will be enough on the Vikings for me to take alongside Jefferson that I would side with them. Yeah. You're taking the Vikings here. The Raiders are now one of my favorite teams to laugh at. They signed my (laughs) least favorite quarterback. They signed my least favorite wide receiver. And (laughs) then they traded Darren Waller, which means that I am going to be underexposed to Devontae Adams now this year, just based on everything you Mm -hmm. just said real quick. So I would say we can play this really simple. We're taking the Vikings there. We don't love the Vikings, of course, because of everything that you said, other than, you know, the number one overall pick. The next matchup is Bengals-Cardinals. I mean, come the F on. We're not even going <laughs> to debate this, right? That's no. going to be Bengals. And then we're not going to debate Bengals-Vikings. So we can put the Bengals okay. to the next round, and then we can talk about Bengals when we uh, get to the – Let's you know, move to the other side of the bracket yeah. and then we'll and then we'll double back. But I totally I, I totally agree on that. So uh, we're making pretty, pretty good time here. Eagles yeah. Colts. So the so the Colts, to be clear, were the team that kind of got pushed down. They were maybe more of a 15 or a 14, but then the Bears move up and the Colts just look like they are screwed in both possibly the quarterback uh, mm-hmm. musical chairs from the rookies and everything. And, and the Eagles, you know, just look like another smash on offense. Obviously they have kept AJ Brown, Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard in place, throw away uh, Miles Sanders. And in today comes Rashad Penny, who is going to fill the Miles Sanders role, except be actually good at football instead of mediocre at football. Be great for the two games he plays. It's going to be amazing. Exactly. Uh, this, this, uh, our company and this YouTube channel is called Spike Week. He is the epitome of a Spike Week player and uh, and a, a floor player because, like you said, he's definitely a good bet to miss some time. But when he is out there behind the Eagles' offensive line with their running game, uh, wheels up for for Rashad Penny. I do, I do still. I will be chasing Rashad Penny. Uh, you know, we'll see where the ADP settles in. You know, if he's going in the third round or something. No, thank you. But I suspect he falls kind of into the late dead zone or what might be the new dead zone, right? The old dead zone like was like the fourth round. Now, now the dead zone's like sixth through 10th round. Um, I still like him there, but it's because of that single week upside. Like I know that most running backs are a decent bet to miss games, him probably more so than others. But I also know when he's on the field with mm-hmm. his talent on the Eagles, he's, I, I want him. 
I want him on my team. So I'll just let the injury gods and everything figure themselves out with Rashad Penny. And I know I want A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, uh, Hertz, Goddard. I, I want Gainwell again. They just re-signed Boston Scott. So that does make me feel a little less good about Gainwell. But like you said, now you have Rashad Penny in front of Gainwell. So you might get you know a little bit more usability out of Gainwell, both in the passing game and in contingent value. Um, so I love the Colts. Just kind of talking through them with the Penny news. Not not because we need to debate them versus Colts, but to get some of that conversation out of the way for the later rounds. Yeah, um, I think it's pretty easy to go Eagles here. The only thing I'll say about the Colts is drafting them has never made a move, right? Like it doesn't move for you if you draft a Colts. <laughs> yes, is what I will say. So that's that's one. That's my expert analysis. Is has it moved once? No. So I'm going to pick the Eagles here. I do like JT. Um, JT might be the best player on all of the bottoms. Uh, well, yeah, JT or someone on the Texans. Texans. JT or someone on the Cardinals. JT or yeah. someone on the Titans. Like, yeah, yeah it's probably it's JT. So um, I do. And I'm still going to draft JT, but obviously no comp to the Eagles. It's kind of an interesting one. Seahawks and Browns as an eight nine seed. Obviously, the Seahawks were pretty awesome last mm-hmm. year. Now Rashad Penny's out of there. And so you feel pretty comfortable with Ken Walker. Like even if they bring someone in, Walker's going to be good. Gino's good. We know DK Metcalf's good. Browns are more of a Ken Deshaun Watson bounce back, right? Because if 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 Watkins Watkins if Watson does bounce back, the Browns look pretty appealing. But you you also have to pay. You know, Amari's not super cheap. Chubb is not super cheap. And Watson is not super cheap. Uh, And Joku is is fairly expensive too. So you got to pay to find out if Watson is going to bounce back, but the upside is there too. How are you lean between these two teams? So I think the Seahawks started to come back down to earth in the second half of the season last year. We saw that Tyler Lockett. I know he's not, but he feels old. Like for some reason, (laughs) Tyler Lockett feels like he's been in the league for way, way too long, but I love DK Metcalf. I love Walker. I'm just more intrigued by the Browns because even though like his guys are, relatively expensive Deshaun Watson comparatively to other quarterbacks is not that expensive and if he does bounce back to form then you're getting an absolute steal at the position he, I mean he's he's yep. top five quarterback like with how expensive with how expensive everybody is and yeah. you get him uh several several rounds later I did just want to share this um he's balding first of all no yeah. no 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 disrespect to anybody that's balding but um it tells you about what you need to know and he turns 31 at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. uh tyler lockett does so he is he is pretty old that's 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 pretty old for a uh wide receiver obviously love dk metcalf love ken walker i think it's the browns i i, so I don't think that i i think that you feel more confident probably in that like median of the seahawks but the browns you know the browns could really really suck but Chubb's like never going to suck. <laughs> like it's just not even possible. Uh, no Hunt, no Dearness. So I still really like Jerome Ford, who we probably brought up Jerome Ford a million times this offseason. And Joku has upside. And I don't love Amari, but I get it. I, I, I think the Browns fairly, fairly easily, actually. Yeah, I do too. In this uh, one. Here's a good one. The, five, the next 512 is Jags, Steelers, and... I do think this one's also a little bit interesting, but because of kind of the caveat that we put in at the beginning, which was this includes ADP, mm-hmm. right? And 
We've talked about this multiple times too. We like the Jags. Who the heck doesn't like the Jack? Doesn't like the Jaguars? Look at all the talent on their offense. They were really good last year. But you got to talking about paying. You got to pay for everybody on on the Jaguars. Christian Kirk, I think, is okay. And whoever the heck we uh, decide is going to be the backup to Travis Etienne might be fine. But man, you got to pay for everybody on 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 this offense versus the Steelers, who we don't feel that good about. But everybody's cheap. Everybody's cheap on the Steelers. What do you think about these two? Well, as I get more used to drafting and I've come to terms with some of these quarterback ADPs, I'm starting to like the Trevor Lawrence one a bit more, just okay. rel- just relative to everything else, right? Do I like drafting him in the fifth round? No, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but but it's that relative. doesn't make a move. That doesn't make a move either, to be clear. No, but it's relative <laughs> to everyone else. So I still feel like of those, he's a slight value. So I, I do like taking Jaguar stacks. I think Calvin Ridley could smash. I think Kirk is still undervalued. And I'm in on ETN this year based on the team around him. So I like the Jaguars as a whole. They are expensive. The Steelers, Najee falls to the fourth round. No one likes Najee. Felix doesn't even like Najee. He's a, he's a liar. <laughs> but fourth round Najee is fine. Right, like we're fine with fourth round Najee based on you know, we're we are talking about Jalen Warren stuff, but I still think mm-hmm. Najee's gonna get the majority of the work here. Mm-hmm. Um I do really like Pickens, he's relatively cheap, but the quarterback situation's bad. Like, so I'm not looking to stack Steelers too often. I'm still looking to stack Jaguars, and just by that principle alone, it's the Jaguars over the Steelers, right? Yeah. Yep, I, I like the Jags. Um, I have a little bit more. I, I have a little bit more concern than you, and a lot more concern than everybody I see, like on Twitter, about Najee. Uh, I, I understand the volume projection that we had going into last year, and I'm not saying you know the last whatever six to eight games are everything, mm-hmm. but Jalen Warren was Jalen Warren not only started to steal a bunch of work, he was stealing like passing down work. He's, he's so he's this dude stealing 30 to 40 percent of the work slash snaps he's getting in there on passing downs and he was better <laughs> he was outperforming Najee so it's not like we have any like reason to believe that oh it was just a little fluke right Najee was better maybe he was hurt or whatever I, I, I don't really have any writing on the wall to be like yep I should go back and project Najee for all this work again and and even when he was getting all the work what was so great about <laughs> what was so great about 20 touches on the Steelers? He wasn't putting up big games anyway. I, I'm not a picket guy. I don't I don't think there's any real upside in picket. I could of course be wrong and he becomes the next Drew Brees or something like that, but he's a average at best athlete, not a big arm, doesn't throw the ball down the field, wasn't a very good prospect. Deontay Johnson is like a slightly younger version of what we thought Brandon Cooks was last year. Just like a bunch of empty three yard targets. I, I like Pickens even, you know, like you said, he, he has the downfield and like potential growth upside of a second year wide receiver, but he didn't earn any volume, I guess maybe Fryermuth, but like Fryermuth's one concussion. People talk about Tua Fryermuth's one concussion away from his freaking career being over. So it's like, gosh, Same. man, I, I just don't I just don't know about the Steelers. And so I would rather pay I would rather overpay for a team I know has like league winning upside. Yeah. All the Jags do, mm-hmm. than be like, oh, I'm getting value on Najee Harris. You know what I mean? So I think it's the Jags. Yeah. What and, about, I know, and I know this is conjecture, but just real quick, of these two teams, 
and, and these are just the easiest one, two of the easiest teams to do this with. Who is the most likely team to be in a week 17 high scoring shootout? I mean, like it, it's it ain't not the Steelers. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> They're never the answer. No, it's not. The Steelers are near the bottom of the entire league of teams where you're like, yep, that's the week 17 game that won everybody the money, you know? Yeah. Exactly. At least the shit teams on this list, Colts, Texans, whatever. It's like their defense sucks. So you're like, okay, the other team's going to score a lot. So maybe, you know, we can get a lucky, right? A lucky JT three touchdown game when they're playing catch up or something. Yeah. Um, another team that might suck here and the 13 seed on the right hand side of the bracket, the Bucks going up against the Dolphins. Do you think this one's like a little bit interesting depending upon what your take on the Bucks is? They're no. obviously. Kind of, they're they're obviously tanking, but there's rumors about like trades with their wide receivers. That, and stuff that's like that, what so. I was gonna say. I, I'm yeah. drafting Bucks with the hopes that they get traded. Like if I'm drafting Chris Godwin, it's because I want him to be traded. If I draft Mike Evans, it's because I want him to be traded. The only right. buck that I'm drafting, the two that I'm drafting, like that might project like some volume for me is Rashad White because he's cheap enough right now, and Kate Otten. I mean, we're taking the Dolphins here, right? I, I can't imagine. Yeah. Being like, you know, the team that's going to trade everybody, that's who I want to draft right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The team that's going to trade everybody and they're hoping to sign Baker Mayfield. And you're like, but Kate Otten, that's a good value. Yeah, that's a good value on Kate on Kate. No, it's definitely the Dolphins here. They brought back Jeff Wilson today. So they're kind of running back. No pun intended. The running back position that they had, which is which is nice because it should keep the cost in check on those guys. It doesn't you know, maybe you were hoping for a. high a super you know a super high upside running back but the dolphins guys can have big games and i think they'll be cheap enough obviously the two receivers are just awesome so yeah yeah. um dolphins for me next one i'm like dreading talking about the ravens Uh, i don't even know Uh, what to do with this one i i I don't either because i don't really like the cowboys but i don't even have a clue what to do with the ravens it's got to be the Cowboys. I mean, I do like J.K. Dobbins uh, ADP right now a lot. I am grabbing Dobbins frequently in drafts because I think he's undervalued currently. I mean, other than that, what are you doing on the on the Ravens? <laughs> like, I can't even like I we've grabbed Lamar, but grabbing Lamar, I'm kind of hoping he moves teams, and I don't know where that would be to the Cowboys. Dak is cheap enough that I've done Dak stack. So, like, I think it's easy to say the Cowboys here just based on that fact alone where I'm like, okay, I'll take Dak with CD if I grab CD in the, you know, beginning of the second round. Or I'll even grab Gallup or something like that late. Whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. Maybe I'll take one of the stab at one of the tight ends that they have, Ferguson or something. But I, I think Dak's value based on the quarterback market makes it real easy that the Cowboys are the team here with all the mm-hmm. uncertainty with the Ravens. I just don't know who else to take on the Ravens. I, I, I agree. And like, that's what G strapping is a great point. Like the Cowboys looking way more run heavy yeah. now doesn't feel great for particularly for, for CD's price. It's just, we're comparing them versus the Ravens who, I mean, I, I want to, I want to have Lamar, but like every day that goes by makes me feel (laughs) way more queasy about anything Lamar or like if Lamar's not on the Ravens this coming Mm -hmm. season, they're a disaster. Like I don't want any of these fucking guys Um, if at their prices right now, Uh, you know, we'll later in the season, maybe Dobbins, you know, the whole they suck effect comes into play. But 
it's still the Cowboys, but it's really kind of by default. You know, the, you're paying for Pollard. I like Pollard, but again, mm-hmm. you got to pay. You got to pay for Pollard. You got to pay for CD. I, yep. I, I agree with you on Dak. Um, I think we'll get some value uh, at the, <laughs> so the the Kate Otten conversation. We'll get some value at the Cowboys tight end spot, assuming Schultz doesn't come back. Uh, whoever the heck we figure out is their tight end is going to go super late for a long time. So it's definitely the Cowboys, but I don't feel I don't I don't feel it's by default. It's definitely by by default. Um, this one is this one is also kind of interesting. With the latest, Austin Eckler has re- uh, you know is is requested a trade or or asked for permission to start to look for a trade because he's not going to get paid by the Chargers and the Panthers, who don't even really have anybody on, on offense right now. We we don't technically know who their quarterback is going to be. They traded away DJ Moore, CMC last year. Uh, what are you thinking about these two teams? Eric, the Panthers don't even have a player on their team to request a trade. At least the Chargers have someone on their roster right now that could request. What's your the problem trade. with Terrace Mar- with Terrace Marshall? <laughs> I mean, come on! Like, I know you're trying to make this interesting and talk this up, but, but I mean, we're gonna take the team that has Justin Herbert, not the team that has, you know, Madden creative player. What did they sign? Mike White. Where did Mike White go? Oh, he went to Miami. They don't even have Mike White. How about that? They don't even have Mike White on the on the Carolina Panthers, right? So, I mean, we're taking the Chargers here. So there here's are, the there's an interesting there is an interesting discussion to have with the Chargers. It's just not against the Panthers. So, um, my my devil's advocate, I agree the Chargers should move on here, but the Panthers are going to have the best rookie quarterback, or give or take, they're going to have one of the best rookie quarterbacks. And they do have the ability to, if they want to trade, right? The, I'm not saying they're going to trade for those bucks, especially in, in division. They have the ability to bring someone in. They could bring in Eckler for all that we know. I don't think that they're going to do that. They'll probably bring it, run it back with Donta Foreman or something like that. But, dude, they were good last year down the stretch for fantasy, but it was just DJ Moore, Foreman, and, and Chuba Hubbard. And it's kind of like the blank slate or the Chargers are a little bit of a shit show, right? We've always we've always talked about like, do you really want to draft Keenan Allen? Mike Williams is kind of priced up now. What are we doing with their tight ends? Uh, Gerald Everett again? How did that go last year? You know, uh, are they going to bring? They don't have the money to bring in a a big uh, wide receiver addition. If Eckler's gone, what are you going to do? Isaiah Spiller again? You know, so I just think it's like the Panthers are a blank slate. There's no one I'm drafting right now, really. But like in BBM in June. If you told me the Panthers picked up some rookies and they got uh, CJ Stroud or Bryce Young, I, I might have more. I might have more Panthers. I, you know, I I don't know. I think that they're they'll we'll be talking about them a lot more. It's just right right now they look like one of the teams people are playing in XFL DFS every every weekend. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, the Chargers are going to get upset in this bracket somewhere. I just I can't do it in this particular spot. Yep. Giants, Giants, Rams, another the set the seven ten here for the right to play the Bills in the second round. Um, the Giants traded for Darren Waller today, so fitting fittingly timed show. If we'd done the show yesterday, just yesterday, yeah, it would yeah. have been horrible. Would have been really waste of a waste of an hour. Um, with the addition of of Waller and with, I also want to put out there the Rams have said. You can take everything the NFL teams say with a grain of salt that they're kind of retooling. That's why they shipped out Jalen Ramsey. They're really not spending money on defense because they want to retool the offense 
right? Mm-hmm. They'll keep Aaron Donald as the cornerstone on defense, Stafford Cup, and then give McVay some weapons to actually be able to go score some points. Who knows if that's true, but that's that's the reports. What do you think between the Rams and the Giants? Um, well, the Waller thing makes the Giants interesting. The Giants were already cheap. Daniel Jones is probably too cheap. Makes me want to vomit saying that, but it's it's just a fact. He is too cheap. He's going to rise up the boards, I think, over the next few months, and you're going to see him start passing players like Dak Prescott that we brought up. Yep. Uh, just based on what he can do on the field with his legs. Waller's an interesting addition. I don't know, man. Waller kind of feels like the dude that got paid and he just doesn't care anymore. Like I kind I get those vibes from Darren Waller, but if anyone's going to do something with him, it's probably Brian Dayball that finds yeah. a way to bring him back, True. right? So I do like the idea of like a Daniel Jones Waller stack. I'm probably only doing skinny stacks with the Giants and I still think Saquon's viable. On the other side, but Saquon's expensive. On the other side, Cooper Cup's expensive, but I do like Cooper Cup because he's freaking Cooper Cup, as we <laughs> always say. And I'm kind of interested in Cam Akers this year. Was yep. what we saw at the end of the season a fluke? He's kind of cheap. I do enjoy that. Other than that, though, it's it's basically Cooper Cup. It's Cam Akers. And I guess you can take a flyer on Stafford as a second, sometimes third quarterback because he's so cheap at the moment. But I think I'm just leaning Giants because I, I'd rather have Daniel Jones, Saquon, Waller. And as Jones and Waller rise up in ADP, maybe it's more of a discussion between these two teams. But for now, I think the Giants just edge this one out. Yep, definitely a close one. I agree on the Giants. But I do. I think it's funny because I think the Rams have my favorite player between the two to draft at cost, and you said it, Cam Akers. Yeah, uh, it's kind. Of, it's kind of funny how everybody off the injury and off him looking like you know you or I out there running in the playoffs two years ago if we were drafting him in the third round and then he looked like a freaking superstar down the stretch and he's going in like the seventh or eighth round or whatever this year I don't think that'll last very long but I just think as of now and the Rams don't have like a ton of money to upgrade the offense they're trying to find it but I don't suspect you know and there's no wide receivers out there to be had I don't suspect they're going to find anybody that like, like I'm not going out of my way to get Van Jefferson or anything like that. And so cup, I love, of course, acres. I love Stafford, meh, but the giants, I think, you know, Wandale is going to be back. Um, even though they brought back Sterling Shepard, but I mean, I can't imagine Sterling Shepard plays very much with all the injuries. Giants just have a lot more guys and a lot more ceiling. I think, like you said, Waller, who knows about Waller, but I mean, the upside at tight end is huge. Yeah. It's absolutely yeah. huge. Especially with the position. I, I mean, I, I'm very, very worried about Waller, but I'll still take some stabs at him, especially where he's going now. Yeah, the next one is Bill's Titans. <laughs> Who do you want on the Titans? <laughs> uh, is there anyone that's drafted? I guess people are, I mean, people Traylon of course Burks. can argue Derrick Henry, but I think that that's silly. But Traylon Burks is the only person that you could argue, right? I think. I, I think he's the I mean, um, the tight end whose name I will not pronounce at the moment. Um, Chig, just call him Chig. Chig. Chig is, I mean, Chig's fine just because the position's blah, but the volume's not going to be there. The touchdowns aren't going to be there. The Titans are going to suck. And I wouldn't be shocked if Henry moved. The only reason why he won't move is because you're not going to get anything for him. Exactly. Right. This so, is why they should have traded him last year or even two years. I know they were the one seed a couple years ago, but it's like, that's why you, that's why you get out from, that's it. Minnesota shop Dalvin. Guess what? 
nobody nobody fucking wanted Dalvin Cook yeah. at his age, right? The Chargers could shop Eckler right now. I mean, Eckler's all, Eckler's actually really good still. But you're really not going to get anything for that guy. That's why you got to get out from these running back contracts early. But uh, the, like said, the Tides could just be tanking down the stretch. No, no, thank you. So we're definitely all the way through the first round. Some of these second round matchups will also be a little bit easier. But let's bounce all the way back to the other side of the bracket. Fill out this whole region. Get our final get our uh, you know final team out of this top mm-hmm. top part. Move on down to the bottom. Chiefs commanders is the second round matchup. Is Is there enough? juice and like ADP value on the commanders to overtake the Chiefs for you or no? I don't think so because there's still guys on the Chiefs that I like at ADP, particularly Kadarius Tony. Like I know people are like, you you can't take Tony. He's going to get too expensive. I don't care. I'm still taking Tony right now. I think there's just just the the upside value of that player alone on the Chiefs is the one value spot. So I'm going to take the Chiefs over the commanders here. And we're gonna draft whoever it is. Like we don't, we don't know if it's Juju or someone else. We don't yeah. know if if Sky is gonna be locked into uh, a number one job there. <laughs> I, th- there was rumors about them and Thielen, and that would be really, dis- really disappointing because I don't want to do Adam Thielen no matter what offense he's on. But there's gonna be guys. We just don't have a total certainty of who it is, right? Um, so I definitely agree on it. There's also, you know, I know Pacheco's the main back and uh we don't really know about the backfield totally yet yeah but there's going to be running we're going to want want to draft what you know mckinnon again or or pacheco or whatever we're going to want to draft a bunch of chiefs it's just a little bit unclear right now versus washington's like really clear we know exactly who everybody's you know playing every role on washington so it feels cozier this is kind of a, kind of a fun one i i actually fairly confident in this one on on the lions but um I don't know if I would have said that a few days ago. I think Aaron Rodgers is ruining a lot of the the potential Jets, <laughs> the potential Jets value. Other than like we said earlier, like Brees and Garrett Wilson still feel like smashes. But like if it's Lazard and Randall Cobb and shit out there, uh, it, it kind of kills the Jets versus the Lions. You know, I just love all those guys. Do you think that Aaron Rodgers, while he's negotiating with the Jets, he's like, you know, I really want you to bring in Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard and Mercedes Lewis, but also. Do you think that we could like put a dome on the stadium three times a year and play in complete darkness? I just think it'd be really good for the vibes and the ratings if we just played when no one could see anything. Yeah, I think what's taking so long to get the trade is he's seeing if they can remove all the lights from the locker room. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's like when we go into the locker room, we need to it needs to be peaceful and dark and like yeah. maybe a couple candles. But that that is about you know there's fucking Xboxes and shit everywhere and he's like you got to get these things out of out of this yeah. locker room you know that's why you guys are losing you guys are losing because you have too much light going <laughs> going around uh, definitely Lions Lions for yeah. me the other thing that makes this easier is that even if you're not interested in Jared Goff at his price which I'm not really interested in Jared Goff at his price what's the difference between him and Rogers like there's no there's no difference from a fantasy from a fantasy sense so. yeah um same for me there uh, and let's, so th- let's 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 do this and then we'll go get the bottom and then we'll go get the bottom part of this bracket because this one is interesting Chiefs, yeah Chiefs, Chiefs, lions, is Chiefs lions two of my favorite teams to draft so the lions becomes more interesting against a team like the chiefs because jared goff we all make fun of him but he is viable right he is mm-hmm. like a viable guy to have on your team i like quarterbacks with 40 point upside um, Jared Goff doesn't always exhibit that, but he does on occasion. Like he can hit that point just based on the shootouts that the Lions get into. So you put him in a dome week 17 against, you know, let's say the 
I know it's a divisional team, but say it's the Packers, another team that has no defense right now, and they're just going to be out there chucking it up to see what they have, and you get like a 40 to 45 shootout. Is it likely? No, but it's a possibility with the Lions, whereas like it's not with the Steelers. So I do like the Jared Goff stacks with Amon Ra. I think Jamison Williams hurts the Lions case a little bit because he's a little too expensive, but DeAndre Swift, I think, is too cheap. Yeah, so. Right. So I think that kind of balances that out a little bit. Um, I'm probably still going to lead the Chiefs because I think they can. They're just more likely to win you something. But the Lions, it's like it's right there. Like it's this is this is closer than I think people like. Not people that are in the chat probably, but casual people would think because they would just say Chiefs. They won the Super Bowl. They're better. But fantasy wise, the Lions are like neck and neck with them to me. I want to hear if if the chat has any any of these takes because I kind of lean to the Lions and I think I think just the individual players on the Lions because because Travis you know the way that their wide receiver room worked this year certainly Kadarius Tony could kind of debunk that and maybe Sky takes that that second step so I'm kind of contradicting myself but I know Amon Ra Swift and Jamison Williams can come out and break a week at any moment mm-hmm. at, yep. at absolutely any moment and they're all priced a little bit better i know i'm on a second round versus kelsey first but i just think the prices with the individual player upside and that doesn't even we don't even know who their tight end is going to be you know we don't even know who the other wide receivers are going to be blah 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 they could draft anthony richardson or something for all that for all that we know you know and then he's a he's like oh is anthony richardson playing late in the year i'm not expecting that but i'm just saying they got multiple picks um i just i just think it's a individual on an individual player basis i prefer the lions even though obviously i love kelsey tony maybe sky whatever um i like i like the lions a little bit looks like looks like we're getting some lions here in the chat so we're gonna we're gonna go with the lions upset the four seed upsets the one seed to make the final four we might need to redo this bracket i don't know if you see this breaking news in the chat but andy dalton has signed with the carolina (laughs) panthers does that change anything for you? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, ADP value. He's the K. Dotton of quarterbacks, uh, Andy Andy Dalton. My God, how is he still in the league? I know that like the journeyman veteran thing is, you know, a thing that teams do because they're going to bring in one of these rookies. But like, Jesus fucking Christ, man, is there no <laughs> one else? Is there? Did you not watch the yeah. NFL last year? Is there no one else? <laughs> All right, moving down to speaking of Andy Dalton, his former employer, uh, both of his former employers uh, squaring off here in the second round and uh, followed by squaring off with his other former employer. (laughs) This is the goddamn Andy Dalton portion of the show. (laughs) This is the Andy Dalton bracket. (laughs) Yeah. If this were, you know, they're they're titled East, West, Midwest. This, you know, this is the Andy Dalton region. Saints, Saints, Bears, you you get us going. I'm just going to take the Bears here. I just, I am more excited for them. Again, I think Justin Fields can win you the whole damn thing this year at his ADP. It is expensive, but he's still like a little bit cheaper than the other three guys. I love pairing him with DJ Moore. We've gone over all that stuff. The Saints, like I like them, but I love the Bears this year. Yep. I think when you're pipe dreaming about the Saints upside stuff, it's like with old players. Michael, you're like, what if Michael Thomas comes back and he's back? What if um, Alvin Kamara, you know, bounces back or whatever? And like, 
it's because of Derek Carr. Like, I, I like Derek Carr fine. I do think he helps unlock these guys. But, like, I mean, it's really, like, Olave that I want and then, like, some sprinkles of these other guys versus the Bears. You're, like, a potentially blossoming young quarterback with a really good, still young DJ Moore wide receiver. Darnell Mooney's still young. Mm-hmm. Khalil Herbert's still young, yep. right? These guys are growing together. They still have tons of cap space to invest in picks, to invest in the offense. It's, like, you know, you're hoping for the Saints to hold on versus you're hoping for the bears to like take the Eagles level. Le- now they're not going to be the Eagles, but you know what I mean? Yeah, like from yeah. a fantasy sense, take that big leap. And I always want to bet on that, that kind of a leap. This does become interesting. They get the Bengals here in the next round. And I, I know that seems silly, especially because they're, they're our Cinderella. This is our George Mason or VCU or whatever of the, of the bracket. It sounds silly to even say it's a, conversation between them and you know the best offense one of the best offenses in the nfl with burrow and chase and everything like that but the the Bengals aren't really going to be doing any upgrading they're they're holding on to chase and t and boyd and those guys and obviously burrow p ryan's gone so i don't know how that makes me uh, Mixon might be gone too it might be a new interesting running back there Mm -hmm. but they're all really expensive the guys that we want like really really expensive and so i want them but like, like I want them more than the Bears, but the Bears are multiple rounds cheaper. How are you kind of evaluating the combination of those two things where we know what we're getting from the Bengals, but I got to pay for it versus the Bears offer elite upside. It's just a lot lower floor. They're going to be one of the least owned stacks in all of best ball, probably uh, just based on the price, because people are going to snipe borrow in the third round that don't have T or, or um, Jamar Chase right just when we get to the normal drafting probably so you're gonna see this team is just gonna get spread out and you're not gonna have Bengals stacks and if you do it costs you everything to do it Mm -hmm. you know it's it's the thanos Thanos. it's like what (laughs) what did it cost you it's literally everything so you better hope that they you know go off in week 17 if you got the Bengals and you were able to get them through and then who are you getting them through with at that point? Yeah, you're looking at fourth, fifth, sixth rounders, which there are some really good players there. But it's going to be really tough, I think, to win with like a Bengals stack. I get, I will guarantee on March 14th that a Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Burrow double stack does not win the whole thing. I will guarantee that right yeah. now. I won't draft a single. I won't draft a single one of them in like you know, in like BB in like BBM. I won't draft a single. Yeah. Of all three, of all three, I'm not. I'm not writing off Chase Burrow, right, or T Burrow, but yeah. I will. Not, I would not. I would not draft all three. Like you cannot get that stack plus any of the other best fantasy assets in the NFL. Any of the other top thirty six fantasy assets in the NFL. And I don't want my stacks to give me no shot of having also Jefferson Cup, right? Even down to JT Bijan, you know, Mark Andrews. I can't get yeah. any of those guys with that stack, like. I feel like that's kind of cutting off your nose to spite your face. So I, I do think it's the Bears here. The only way that I the Bengals could could pass here is what happens outside, right? If Mixon does get cut and we get so like maybe a couple running backs that are really appealing, like zero RB or dead zone backs could give them a, a better chance. But we also have that on the Bears that that exists on the Bears already yep. already too, and they have a tight end that's maybe a little more appealing. I know it sounds people are like the what are you talking about with the bears? It's just like when you're listening to a called spike week and the Bengals certainly have that spike week, but you have to pay for it. The bears have it. The bears have 
are oozing upside. It's just you're worried about their pass rate. But like if we, we talk about upside scenarios at cost, the Bears upside is some of the best in the entire NFL. And real quick, the Bengals running back situation you brought up, because it's the Bengals, whoever it is that signs there, is immediately going to rock it up probably past where they're supposed to be on the board, I would think. You know, depending oh, yeah. on who it is, I guess. But people are going to be like, oh, this guy signed with the Bengals? Smashing that. So, mm-hmm. And I will be at first. Are you Like whoever it is, uh, you know, because Burrow is such a good check down guy, right? That's why Mixon doesn't even play passing downs and he catches a bunch of balls because Burrow, you know, has. <laughs> I guess when you get your knee, broken in half by uh your offensive line being so bad you learn to get the ball out pretty quick yeah. and uh that's what he that's, that's what he's done him and p ryan catch a bunch of passes so that running back will have value but again so does Kula herbert or whoever else is in the in the bears backfield and um we'll move over to the other side but we we see the semifinal matchup of uh the same division lions lions and bears and uh we can touch a little bit more a week seventeen sec- matchup from last week, year, right? Yeah, ex- exactly. We just needed it. We just needed it again, and we'll be we're right just, about we just this. Keep correlating week seventeen. No, I know. Don't don't That's, worry about it. No big deal. Yes, exactly. All right, Eagles, Browns. Um, as much as we talked about the Browns, you know, potential upside to me, this is still the Eagles, especially Same. with Rashad Penny, Goddard's price. Um, I, I don't even really have much of a case personally for the Browns. This one's pretty interesting. What do you think about Jags, yeah. Dolphins? Um. I still think we have the Dolphins problem where if you do believe that Tyreek Hill is a first rounder and Waddle is a second rounder, then Tua is underpriced again this year relative to the quarterback market. That being said, those are kind of the only three guys that I want on this team. You know, the running backs here and there, sprinkle them in. Mm -hmm. That's fine. But I still want all of the Jags offense, even though it's expensive. And I need to make sure I leave the draft generally with a Jag or close to it. The Dolphins, it's so easy to miss on them because of the, the draft capital. So I guess I'm still on the Jags, but it's really close, especially with two is ADP being so low that the stacks for those guys, when you do get them, it's going to be easy enough to get them. And I think that on the, the flip side, you're always going to see two is stacked with one of his wide receivers uh, in yes. every every single every single draft that you're in. You know, eighty percent of them or more, right? So, mm-hmm. I, I'm still going to lead Jags, but it is an interesting conversation because the Dolphins, the guys you want, are just absolute studs. Yep, I think that it's a little bit of the Bengals conversation, except mm-hmm. you know, obviously, um, Tua is not Tua is not that expensive, but there's really, like you said, the running backs. I, I will draft the Dolphins running backs, but you really want Tyreek and Waddle, and you got to pay really, really high prices. We're talking about the Jaguars being expensive, but they're not—they're not as expensive as the Dolphins. You know, you got to pay for Ridley and ETN and stuff, but not to the same extent that you got to pay for the Dolphins. And so, mm-hmm. I just—I just still, again, both sides have immense upside. A little bit more for the Dolphins, namely Tyreek. But the Jaguars, a lot of these guys have crazy up. I mean, how many times last year did Jaguars break a slate? Zay Jones is breaking slates. Yeah. Kirk is breaking slates, right? Yep. Uh, Evan Ingram is putting up 40 balls in the fantasy playoffs. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, they have this, they have very similar upside and they're cheaper, you know, and now they have, and now they're going to be better because you just took out Marvin Jones and you put Calvin freaking Ridley in there. So it's, it's, the, a it's good the Jag- replacement. <laughs> it's a pretty good pretty good replacement also just really rooting for calvin ridley um oh okay so we did on the other side we did this is also tough it's tough 
Jaguars. What do you think? And I don't want to belabor all the same points. So I'm going to go Eagles here. One thing I'll say, it's real close. It is super duper close. Very close. Um, Eagles are very expensive. They are the Bengals of this bracket for the most part. But I think that there's an opportunity for them to be even more fantasy relevant this year because I think their defense is going to be quite a bit worse. So I think that they're going to have to play second halves this year. And <laughs> that would be nice. That would be nice. <laughs> that's scary, right? Like if you're if you're because of the stuff that they were doing in the first half of games last year, and then just run a Miles Sanders like three yards into his first offensive lineman for the rest of the game. I, I'm going to lean Eagles, but like I'm real close to saying Jaguars. I think based on them both just being like like high ADP stuff. If that's the case, give me. AJ Brown, give me Jalen Hurts, and I'm going to rock with that. Yeah, I think it's super close. Like I would almost flip yeah. a coin on this because, again, like you said, the cost the cost of the Eagles Penny's going to Penny's going to look good, but you do still have a little bit of that committee, right? We know Penny's never going to be the true workhorse anywhere. He goes. Ah, the Jags. You could technically, you know, there's been some reports about, you know, ETN, maybe, you know, he's not going to play 100% of snaps, kind of like he was for a, a stretch last mm-hmm. year. I I think I'm going to go, I think I'm going to agree with you and go Eagles here because we're, we're paying reasonable premiums for both of them. And I know what I'm getting with the Eagles, right? Yep. If I'm going to pay this hefty price, like I, you're never going to leave a draft and take AJ Brown and feel bad. You're never going to leave a draft and take Devonta Smith and feel bad. Even Penny, I don't think, in my opinion, anymore, and and feel bad. The Jaguars do still have, like, is Calvin really really worth this price? The upside's great, but, like, yet we're comparing him to the Eagles. We're not just we're not just saying, how much do I want to draft this guy, like, over my portfolio? I'm saying, yeah. do I want him in the third round or A.J. Brown in the, se- in the second round? You know, and so I just think I'm breaking the tie with the Eagles. But, again, it, it's very, very close. They are going to play a tougher schedule. This year, you know, the schedule was really soft. But like you said, that also led to blowouts. So yep. they they would have big games, but they weren't having any shootouts. <laughs> so it was like if A.J. Brown got 30 in the first half, that was great because he's getting zero in the in the second half. Um, all right, let's get the bottom part of this. Oh, Jesus Christ. This, this whole region is terrible down here, but particularly Cowboys are the sixth seed against the three-seed Chargers. You get to go. <laughs> uh, I guess... Give me the Cowboys based on just a little more certainty what's going on with that team right now. The Eckler news has to get sorted out. But the Chargers feel like a mess right now. The Cowboys are just always a mess. But at least (laughs) we know what that mess is. And again, Pollard's expensive. Dak is cheap. Lamb is probably overpriced, but I think he's just perennially going to be overpriced. So you know what his market is. I'm just more comfortable with a couple of the Cowboys than I am with the Chargers is what I would say. Yep. Hate them both. But if I'm comparing Pollard, what in the third round to Eckler now requesting a trade in the first, I want Pollard Dak versus Herbert. They're like the same, like this, you know, close enough to the same thing. Dak is cheaper. Um, Cowboys tight ends are going to be totally free. CD versus Mike Williams. I want CD Keenan Allen versus Gallup or whatever other wider seat. Right. It's just kind of like, you know, the lesser of two evils. They both suck. I feel I don't feel very good about either team, but uh, they got a good draw. They got uh, the Cowboys got a good, the Cowboys got the soft. 
draw in the bracket, which leads us to Giants as the seven seed and Bills as the two seed. Actually, pretty interesting because Stefan Diggs is a first round pick, Josh Allen a second round pick, and we don't really know what's and then going what? on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't really know what's going on. So, what I'll say real quick before we start the Giants Bills one, just to speed this up a little bit. Whoever wins this Giants Bills one is over the Cowboys, right? And we got the final four. Yep. Yeah. So that's where I'll go with there. So I love Stefan Diggs and I love him in the first round still. And I like Josh Allen a lot because, again, quarterbacks that give you 40 point upside, I think, are the top three guys. Others can do it. We could see others get 40 points. But if I were to tell you who's going to score you 40 points week 17 as a quarterback, you're going to say probably Hurts, probably Allen probably Mahomes, and then mm-hmm. you'll start trickling down from there. So I guess like the ADP of the Giants, I really like, and that's what makes this tough. The Giants, I just think we have, I guess like I'm projecting the Giants are going to rise up the draft board, I think throughout the year. And I think the, the bills can't of course, <laughs> <laughs> because they're so expensive. I'm going to lean Bills here, but like if it were just for today, it's the Giants. But with me projecting what's going to happen in this offseason with Daniel Jones rising, I think Waller's going to rise. I think one of the, the wide receivers will end up starting to rise a bit as well. And I think we're going to get some clarity at some point with a number two wide receiver for the Bills, be it Gabe Davis, be it someone else. And then I think we're going to like James Cook a lot too. So I, I'm just going to go with the Bills here. This one's also really, really, really tough. I, I, I actually prefer the Giants. I think that, um, again, it requires some projection and a little bit more uh, willing to take on risk. Darren Waller is very risky. Wandale weighs about as much as one of my dogs. So him coming back and be, you know, he was awesome. But yeah. uh, uh, is he going to you know, continue to to uh, to get hurt? What are they going to do at another wide receiver? Obviously, um, they can't. They can't really just keep doing the Isaiah Hodgins and Darius Slayton thing. But, you know, we got the draft. There's always potential trades and stuff available. Saquon was really good last year in a terrible offense, quite frankly. I mean, they scored points and moved the ball, but Richie James was like, you know, DFS jock every week because it was Richie James getting nine, nine targets. With Brian Dayball, who was the Bills O.C., in charge, I don't think he wants to play like that anymore, right? Why did they trade for Waller? Well, there's no wide receivers available, so we need to get weapons. Let's find a weapon. Doesn't really fucking matter what position he plays. We just need a weapon out yeah. there. Let's go get Darren Waller. I just think the upside at the cost, right? The it's kind of the 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 thing we talked about earlier. I feel much better about the Bills, and I do like James Cook. You know, whether it's Gabe or somebody else, I'll, I'll like those guys too for the Bills. But I just think that at the cost, the Giants have the potential to be like, again, total league-winning smashes. Daniel Jones was actually pretty good, including as a passer, last year. I think that the whole offense is only going to continue to get better. You mentioned rise-up draft boards. But, like, dude, if if they can actually throw the ball down the field and, like, do other things other than run, Saquon could be, like, way better. Like, Saquon, we should be taking Saquon in the top five. If if the offense becomes really good, you know, so I think that that's Saquon could be a top five pick who goes in the second round. Waller could be like the tight end two, and Mm -hmm. he goes super late. And I don't know about their wide receiver room yet, but it also similar to the Bills could do something. The Giants could do something in the wide receiver room, too. And all the Giants are just a little bit cheaper. So I kind of prefer the Giants. Yeah, I'm not I'm not anti Giants by any means. It's just a 
would, should, could with the Giants and will with the Bills. True. Right. So, That's like, good. I know what the Bills will, barring injury, we know what the Bills will do with the guys that you're drafting. The Giants, though, I think that they are very intriguing this year. Personally. All right, let's 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 do the Bills because I don't really have that strong that strong of a take. I prefer the Giants, but and then we move. All right, we don't need to do that one. We move the Bills. Mm-hmm. We already moved. We already did our did um uh this side, and so we have the final four. Do we have the up. final four? Go to the right side real quick. We might have missed one. Maybe I'm maybe I'm losing my mind. Yeah. So here's our here's our final four. Oh, okay. Lions. We did, we did do Eagles over Jags. Okay. Lot to get to the final four. Lions take down the Chiefs. Bears take down the Bengals. There's a, a, a theme here on this side of the, the cheaper, really high upside explosive offenses that we like. And then on this side, we went the opposite route. We went with the sturdy Eagles. Eagles take down the Jags. Bills take down the Cowboys. That was it was really it was really Bills versus Giants was technically the elite eight over there. Bills, Eagles on one side, Bears. Lions on the other, so this is this will this is going to push us to uh, one of the expensive, super high upside tried and true offenses versus one of the less expensive, super high upside, little bit uh, less known quantities. Lions Bears. I'm going to kick off with the Lions Bears side. Uh, I want you to start the other side. (laughs) As much as we talked Bears and being excited about the total ceiling, you get that ceiling from the Lions everywhere on the roster outside a quarterback. And I know it's like, I, I know what Amon Ra is. I know what Swift is. I know what, mm-hmm. honestly, I feel like I know what Jamison Williams is from a ceiling case. Like, I just know what the Lions, the Lions are going to come out and they're going to score fucking points, man. Like it's what they do. And I can get all that juice from the Lions without the downside of, of the Bears. And the, the prices are at least as good, really, on the Lions. So I think it's Lions on this side. I think that the tipping point for me for the Lions is the Swift price where he's going yeah. in the fifth round because when he was a second round pick last year, I wanted nothing to do with him just based on the player profile. But fifth round DeAndre Swift is an absolute steal. So I think he's a steal. I think Amonra is just a man among boys most weeks. I do, I do like the Bears a lot this year, but I think we'd be getting a little out of control to put them in the finals. I, I think, I, but here we are putting the Lions in the finals, is what some people would say. <laughs> <laughs> the Jared Goff led led Lions in in the finals, but I, I mean, I don't know how you, I don't know how you don't get excited about the Lions. Like the, yeah. all they did, all they did was smash every single week last 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 year for fantasy. You know, it, it kind of ping ponged some guys, but Jamal Williams scoring a million touchdowns. Right, if Jamal Williams doesn't score twenty goddamn touchdowns, what does that mean for? obviously swift but also amon ra and jameson williams and whoever the hell else is out there playing right that's a lot of fantasy points going to other people that that we we already got good performances from last year so i just think that they're just awesome that the defense isn't going to get all that all that much better um so i love i love the lions and to vaporware out here with the golf led the Rams to the super bowl sean mcveigh led the rant this is like saying trent dilfer led the ravens to uh <laughs> to to the super bowl like come on everybody we don't have to do the jared goff thing anymore he's fine he's a he's, he's, fine. A, he's a fine he's a fine, fine average nfl quarterback but it's you're not winning because of jared goff you're winning because of everything you put around jared goff other side to to play the lions in the championship game Eagles and Bills are two 
our two superstar highest upside quarterbacks, some of the highest upside wide receivers, but the value side of things is a little bit lacking. How are you deciding between these two teams? So I think the easiest way to decide this, right? Let's just take Jalen Hurts and let's take Josh Allen and let's just cross them out and call them equal. Okay. Okay. And then let's take AJ Brown and Stefan Diggs and say they're pretty much equal, right? You cross them out and then who do you want? Majority Eagles, right? You want Rashad Penny. You want Devonta Smith. You want, I want Kenneth Gainwell. You want Dallas Goddard over Dawson Knox, even though the, the price is a little bit more expensive. I think this is Eagles easily if you play it that way. And even if you don't play it that way, I still kind of like Hurts a little more than I like Josh Allen. Diggs maybe a little over AJ Brown, but that one is the closest one to me. Like to me, that's whatever. Like, Mm-hmm. Oh, I got AJ Brown. Great. I got Stefan Diggs. Great. Diggs again, probably a little more hurts a little more, but it just everything to do with the teams screams Eagles for me on this one. See, this is, uh, I, I kind of prefer the bills and I didn't think I, I was sitting there arguing for the giants over the bills. And now that I kind of think about it, it isn't just this with, but G strat says, dig, if you take out even just the name, Gabe Diggs plus everything else mm-hmm. in the bills is priced cheaper than right because devonta goes in the second round as well or you know late second whatever whatever he settles in at devonta smith is like the, the it's like the chase higgins thing except obviously aj brown doesn't go quite as high as chase but same idea you have to like, you like can't even stack aj brown and devonta smith and jalen it's literally impossible to stack hurts aj brown and devonta smith um you might get lucky and get two of them but you can't stack them all. And I mean, I, I'm not saying I want the Bills secondary guys over Devonta Smith. Of course not. But whether it's Gabe, whether it's a rookie, whether it's they make something happen with some crazy trade, you know, I don't know. But I feel fairly confident the Bills are going to do something with extra weapons. And I feel like James Cook is not going to rise to the level that Rashad Penny does. And I'm not even sh- I'm not sure that that's warranted. I love Rashad Penny, but like James Cook is a second round pick who basically started to take over for Devin Singletary a bit a bit down the stretch. Singletary is still a f- Singletary has not signed anywhere, right? I don't think mm-hmm. um, he is a he is a free agent, and they have Hines. I think we could see like James Cook almost like take over a lot of this backfield, which is something we've been looking for in in the Bills. And so it's just one of those, again, I'm kind of like projecting and pipe dreaming about what those extra things are. And we could come in a few weeks and it's just the same Bills offensive roster and I'll feel like an idiot. But there is potential for, right, this is the Eagles roster on offense is what the Eagles roster is now. Now with Penny there, they re-signed Boston Scott as well. I just feel like there's some really untapped upside in the Bills versus the Eagles is like status quo. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree with almost all your points. The one that I want to push back on is bringing up the double stack for Jalen Hurts because I don't want to double stack Jalen Hurts. My Fair. my ultimate goal with Jalen Hurts, if I get either one, A.J. Brown or Devonta Smith with Hurts, is for him to hit one of those guys for 100 yards, <laughs> 140 yards, a touchdown, and I want him to run for you know close to 100 himself with two touchdowns. Like I'm looking for that upside with Jalen Hurts when I draft him. I'm he is the opposite of Joe Burrow. 
where like I want the borrow double stack just because of the inherently the way that he scores fantasy points. Hurts, mm-hmm. I want single stacked. So like it doesn't bother me that I can't double stack him. In fact, great. I'm glad I can't double stack him. Um personally. So that's where I fight back a little bit there. I am on Cook. I did bring him up earlier. I'm not gonna like fall falsely like push against that. I do understand the cook argument. But like when you say digs plus X, it's like, yeah, maybe it's Gabe. But these guys are I don't want it back. to be Gabe, to be clear. <laughs> I want it to be someone else. I want they it to were, be someone else. They were bringing back Cole Beasley because they didn't know what to do at the end of the season last year. I just think the Eagles are going to be a much more well-oiled machine offensively now that they've all played together for a year. Again, they're going to have to play into fourth quarters, I think, a lot more this year. I think you're going to see Hurts just – I think Hurts is going to be the MVP this year based on – I think he's just going to put up some nuclear numbers towards the you have you you have swayed me and i what i will also say is if rashad penny had you're lucky because if rashad penny had not signed today for the eagles i would be pushing back way way harder but i feel like rashad penny is going to be a value all year because people will not be able to wrap their head around this idea that you know he's a two down back and people don't want to do the two right it's like Mm -hmm. it's like why did Najee harris go in the first round because he plays every snap he's going to catch passes he's going to do all this like being on the field and running for two yards or getting that extra half, right? You catch one to a two yard catch. That's mm-hmm. great. But like being efficient, which is all Rashad Penny has done over his entire career on much worse offenses than this. Like if Rashad Penny stays healthy, absolute smash. If Rashad Penny doesn't stay healthy, the other running backs are absolute smashes. You know, it's like everyone on the Eagles offense is like always a smash, right? The, whoever's out there playing running back is a smash. Goddard is a smash. And the two wide receivers are smashes. The Bills, we can pipe dream about another wide receiver besides uh, Diggs being a smash. And Gabe has spike week potential no matter what. It's just you're going to get a lot of bad games too. Mm-hmm. And I like Cook and stuff, but there's no certainty around the Bills everything is certain around how good the Eagles are for fantasy. Like no matter what it, the schedule gets worse. So what? Like the, they played tougher teams in the playoffs. Didn't matter. Right. It's just, everything is a certain lock. And so you do have to pay a little bit for them, but I would rather pay for them and just lock in that ceiling. So let's move the Eagles last, last game championship match. We've obviously talked through these teams a lot already so we don't need to hit a lot of the same points but how do you value the eagles total certainty and just like every time you click an eagle it's great versus the lions a little bit more uncertainty you don't really want to click the quarterback as much but like my gosh you know we talked about swift we talked about jameson williams being cheaper and the potential for other right we don't know what's going on at tight end we don't know about their third wide receiver there's potential for more juice to be squeezed out of these Lions mm-hmm. picks. How do you value that versus just the certainty of the Eagles? So this is going to sound a little weird. I'm going to lean Eagles here, but what I'll say is I'll probably be drafting Lions more frequently just based okay. on the fact that like I can get one-offs with the Lions and feel comfortable. I mean, maybe Rashad Penny I want as a one-off, but the Eagles, I'm looking to take a hurt stack with A.J. Brown devonta smith or you know dallas goddard like Mm -hmm. every time i draft an eagle that's going to be the target goal because i think again i've already just said what i said about hurts i want hurts week 17 like that's just who i want and 
the ideal case for me is to take, you know, I mean, my favorite team to build is probably AJ Brown, Jalen Hurts, DeAndre Swift. Like I I love having that. (laughs) Right. But so like just inherently, I think that having Jalen Hurts gives me more of a chance to win week 17 than Jared Goff does as a stack. And I do think that the Lions value is a lot better. Again, I'm going to have Lions on most rosters. But if I'm looking to the team that is going to win me all of the Kareens, it's going to be the Philadelphia Eagles, right? Like just based on what they're what they're capable of putting up, what that quarterback is capable of putting up. Um, I think that they're, to me, the team that I particularly want. I understand the Lions argument. I'm not going to push back against it. Mm-hmm. But for when I'm when I'm looking at who can get me through easily and then win me the tournament, I think it's a Jalen Hurts single stack. And you can even take a running back with them too and be fine. See, and I like the Lions because I think that they still have that ability to win to win me everything and get me there. And I have so like uh this comment had me thinking Vapor says no there being no tight end for the Lions makes it tough to pick them. There's no again, we're doing this in early to mid to mid March. We don't even like free agency just started. We don't have the NFL draft yet. Like I don't think James Mitchell is going to go in as, and, and maybe he was, maybe, maybe he will. He's a, you know, a mid round pick from last year, mid to late round pick from yeah. last year, second year, second year player. But, but then that gives me a lion's tight end. That's going undrafted in, in, in like that has more value to me, even than Dallas Goddard does. Goddard is like a, a, a solid rock. Like I'm always going to get good games and I do have upside, but like, it's really the fact that AJ Brown, Jalen Hurts, and Devonta Smith are the driving force, and Rashad Penny are the d- driving force for this. Whereas the Lions just have like all these dudes; they have all the contingent value. They play in the dome, right? Every like the Lions are like the Week Seventeen dream every year. Rashad Penny himself ran ran over <laughs> the Lions two years ago, and then the Lions were like every DFS slate of the year is is now. I, I agree with you that the defense has gotten worse for the Eagles, so it makes it more appealing. But every yep. DFS slate of the year is all right. Are we stacking this Lions game? You know, are you fading the Lions game chalk? It's not. Are you fading the Eagles game chalk? And I know DFS is different than than best ball, but I'm thinking about like that Week 17 argument. The Lions are that Week 17. They're like they've been the core's field of DFS, and now like I, I, all I did was drop Jameis and Williams in into the offense. Like he's better than DJ Chark. He's higher upside than DJ Chark, like you said. And now all I did was make DeAndre Swift cheaper. I know Amon Ra's more expensive, but now mm-hmm. DeAndre Swift is cheaper. And like I, I'm not as worried about the quarterback. I know I know that that doesn't make it right. I'm not as worried about the quarterback part of it, mainly because the all three of those guys go in the second round. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. it kind of offsets a little bit of the fact that that quarterback element of Hertz is so is so, is so is so much more valuable than than Goff. So I think that it's like it's kind of the those super those three superstars including the quarterback versus the total collection of what the Lions offer. And I, I said I don't know what the right answer is. I the answer is give me all these motherfuckers. Right. Well, <laughs> um, that's that's, um, that's um, mine too. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um uh the, yeah. Uh Jimmy G is on, is on the thumbnail cuz it was funny. Um but <laughs> <laughs> I, if there's anybody in the chat that wants to weigh, we have one Eagles vote. If there's anybody else, we will let you guys decide it because I am on the Lions. Rob is on the Eagles. We both love both of these teams and all the players from from both of these teams. If anybody else has a final vote, 
we can wrap the show with you guys deciding um, Eagles versus Lions. Did we while they while we're letting them kind of collect their thoughts? Mm-hmm. Is there anything we missed? Anything that's changed your mind? Anything to kind of wrap this uh, bracket before we decide the champion? No, it, it just these exercises we did with ranking the offense and tiers last year. These exercises always help you think through them and then hear the other people's thoughts and what you're going to be looking at. So for me, it's like we're going to all be looking at Bears, Lions, Lions and Eagles and Bears. Oh, my. Right. (laughs) I think the Bengals are going to be a tougher team to get players to the finals. They're going to be the one off team. Right. It's just you're seeing the Bills, probably a one off team, unless it's a digs. Um a dig Josh Allen stack or, you know, maybe right. sneak James cook through on a team, but it, it just shows you like, it helps me see stacks and it helps me target players in the sense of, I'm not a, I'm not a flat guy. I'm not going to be 8% across the board. So this helps me hyper-focus on the players and the exposures that I want is what I would say. As we talk through this, I was already big on Hertz to AJ Brown. Now I'm going to look at being a bit overweight. Maybe not to the extent I was with some players next last year, but I want 12, 13% Jalen Hurts coming up this year. Is that going to be at the expense of maybe Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes exposure? Probably. I'm not yep. sure right now, but like maybe that's where I'm going to take a stand now after talking about this. Maybe my stand is going to be I want Jalen Hurts and I'm willing to sacrifice being – at near field value of those other two quarterbacks. And I get 16% Jalen hurts and four and 4% of Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Right. That's, I mean, that's a thought. That's almost exactly what I was going to say. Not, not necessarily even the quarterbacks, but what you kind of see with h- how we started to discuss the things is this melding of the elite offenses mm-hmm. and, and these, you know, high upside not even like i wouldn't even call them necessarily value offenses but like lions jags like <laughs> lions eagles bears oh my lions jags bears giants right these teams that like are they all going to hit of, of of course not but they're all of these offenses and tons of the pieces from within those offenses are just like oozing with upside. And then we have our rocks at the top, right? I know the chiefs didn't make it past the lions, just a tough draw, tough draw for the, for the chiefs, but you have the chiefs mm-hmm. and then you have the Eagles and the bills. It's like, I can spend, whether it's the quarterbacks or AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, right? Stefan Diggs, Travis Kelsey. I can get my elite offense exposure in those early picks with those guys, whether it be the quarterback or it be those skill players. And then I can get my lions Bears, Giants, yep. Jaguars, et cetera, stacks backfill with those really awesome high upside teams. And I'll I'll look at that team and I'll be like, uh, can this win week 17? You're goddamn you're goddamn right again. Whether it has Jalen Hurts or Trevor Lawrence or Justin right. Fields or Daniel yep. Jones, right? Or or Tua, you know, you mentioned Tua earlier, right? Or late round quarterback, but I have all the superstars. It just really started to like the roster construction started to come together as opposed to like not to keep belaboring Najee. And I know he doesn't go in the first or second round anymore, but like, like the previous years is like, did we want Dalvin or Najee? Right. Or those kind of guys like this tells you like, no, don't take those. Just fucking take AJ Brown, you know, just take AJ Brown, just take Stefan Diggs, just take those guys instead. 
And then, and then if you, if there's a stealer, that's a value later, sure. Go ahead. But I, I feel like it really helps me put that conversation together. The chat has decided to side with Rob per usual. I get thrown, I get thrown under the bus with the chat and we have the Eagles. I timing. I feel like the lions got screwed here. I'll be totally honest with you. Wow. The lions got screwed by the timing of the show. Rashad Penny. Go, that, to be to be fair, the Giants probably upset some teams that they wouldn't have upset before uh, if we didn't get some of the news that we got from them getting Waller and such. But uh, Rashad Penny signing with the Eagles was definitely a big boost to them. Also, their backfield is solidified. All their positions are solidified. So it does make me feel really, really good about the Eagles. I agree with everything Rob has said about the defense getting worse, Week 17, etc. That wraps up our very first NFL best ball bracket madness bracket strategy bracket reveal um, a fun little spin on kind of identifying the players that you want to draft anything else before we get out of here. Um, I will just say, yes, we'll be back the rest of this week. I will be back tomorrow for sure. Yeah, I don't know. We will talk. I don't know if I can be here Thursday. I might be meeting Karain to give him the championship belt on Thursday. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, so just what he needs. Exactly. More winnings. Exactly what he needs. Um no, I think I think this was helpful. I think this helps you get through these teams, talk about them. And as we discussed, you can have the Eagles and the Lions, right? So yep. maybe make it a point to get those two teams on a lot of your rosters. Totally agree. And uh I'll be back. I'll be back tomorrow for sure. Um, and we got tons of new content cranking out. And uh, NBA playoff best ball rankings are up. Strategies out. Uh, Going to be doing a show on that. MLB best ball. NHL playoff best ball has been luckily added to my list of things I'm going to try to knock out this week. Tons of new content coming here. Be on the lookout for it. And we will see you 